2020 doesn't have to be bad for everybody in every way. Some of us can see it as a launching point or a teachable moment to steer us in a new direction and get clearer on our big purpose. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Welcome, everybody, to the last episode of the Small-Minded Podcast in 2020, which is so crazy to me. I know that in all spaces and areas of your media consumption, whether it's on television or on your social media feeds or in your ears on podcasts, everybody and their brother or their sister is talking about how to start 2021 successfully, right? You're probably getting it from everyone. And I just want to take a moment to say that 2020 doesn't have to be a lost year. You know, for everyone, there were struggles and there were challenges. And for some of us, it was harder than others. We had ever-changing rules in front of us. We had obstacles around every corner. Some of us had huge health battles to overcome. We may have lost those near us. And it was just brutal. And seeing the end of 2020 for a lot of people is a very pleasant chapter of a book that they want to close. (laughs) And so we're looking to 2021 as if we're going to open up a fresh notebook and we're going to be able to clean our slates and start fresh. And I hope you guys have the opportunity to do that. But I also want to say that 2020 doesn't have to be bad for everybody in every way. Some of us can see it as a launching point or a teachable moment to steer us in a new direction and get clearer on our big purpose. Maybe you started your business in 2020. You took the leap. You thought there's no better time than now. Maybe you added a family member. Maybe you had a huge milestone in your life. Maybe you survived and you just want to celebrate that. Maybe you had a time to cultivate a hidden talent. Maybe you gained new relationships. Maybe you had the opportunity to work from home and realized you loved it. So for a lot of us, 2020 was terrible. But for others of us, 2020 was probably a year that we're going to look back on and see that we grew and we flourished in a time that we may not have otherwise been able to do so. So this episode today, while you could have picked a million other people to hear from about starting your year with grace and success, This is my opportunity to share my thoughts, (laughs) and you are a captive audience. Just kidding. But I'm here to tell you what I do when I end a year and start a new year and what I'm planning to do for this year in particular. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you choosing me and the Small Minded Podcast, and let's get going. Okay, so when we reflect on the year past, we a lot of times look at the high points and the low points, right? I know that as I grew up, I loved, and I still love, 
those countdown lists, right? So when I was in elementary and high school, I would always pick up the People magazine and it was like the 25 most inspiring or I can't remember how they put it exactly, but it was like the top 25 people and there would be short articles or interviews with each of them. On VH1, I am dating myself. On VH1, when they showed music videos, there would be like a top 20 countdown of the best songs and videos of the year. In every area, we're seeing countdowns of the best. We also get Razzie Awards for movies that perform the worst. When we look back at our lives, it's really easy to take that same stance when we go to evaluate the year past. We look at the ways that we may have overcome or the things that are the bright spots in the last 12 months. And then we also look at those huge screw-ups that we may have had. And we say, man, I'm not doing that in the next year. But I'm going to challenge you to look beyond that. Because a year is about more than 365 days, 52 weeks. The number of pounds you lost on the scale, the number of followers you gained on Instagram, the amount of money that's now in your bank account. A year is more than that. A year is made up of all those teeny tiny moments that are our everyday life. And I am just as susceptible to overlooking these teeny tiny everyday moments as the next person. But when I look back over the last year, I have a set of eyes that are looking for all of the ways that I lived a wealthy life. And I take this vocabulary because I just listened to a hugely influential podcast episode over on Amy Porterfield's podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy. It's episode number 348, which I'll link to in the show notes. But it's an interview with Patrice Washington. And in that episode, she talks about all the ways you can live a wealthy life. And in those ways, I think she lists six of them. The very last one is a measure of your dollars. The other ways to measure wealth include your relationship health, your relationship with yourself, your personal wellness, your home environment, like how is the physical environment surrounding you? How is your relationship and your activity in your community? And when I listened to that episode, it really opened my eyes and made me think about, wow, when I created my vision board for 2020, and I guess I should go into that in a second too. um, But when I looked ahead in late 2019 to the year that would be 2020, I, on my vision board, put up like all of these things that I aspired to, and most of them involved A, a dollar amount that I wanted to achieve in my business, Molly Knuth Media, or things that I wanted to physically accumulate. So it may have been that building that I've been eyeing and wanting to purchase to put my business in. Another thing was like a vacation that I wanted to have with my husband. But what I needed to do after listening to that episode, was look at all of those tiny, minute moments of my days and think about how that really exemplified wealth. And as I look to 2021 and take some of those same approaches to the new year, that's how I'm going to frame my goals, my word of the year, my vision board, all the things that I do when I am preparing for the next phase. And in this case, the new year. So here's a few things that I do, and please go into this knowing that I am somebody who has tried all the things. I am a serial trier-outer, I guess, but when I find something that works, I stick to it. So over the last few years, I've been trying out different ways to get a good handle on the new year because 
I would say in my 20s, I approached the new year with just like, oh, it's a random, you know, just another day on the calendar. And then once I kind of started my business, that's when the new year signified to me like a turning of a page, a fresh start. Here's what I want to accomplish. I really got clear about setting goals. As I set those goals, I tried different approaches. And then in today's episode, I'll share what works for me and what I've tried out, but didn't work for me, but may work for you. So one thing that I found that I really thought was woo-woo when I started out with my like approaching the new year with a fresh set of goals and resolutions was a vision board. And I know you probably know what a vision board is. And you can do vision boards in a lot of places. And there's a lot of people out there giving demonstrations and tutorials for how to put a vision board together. I've seen people put vision boards together on Canva so that it can be the background of their phone or of their laptop. I've seen people put together vision boards that are on corkboard and they hang it in their office or another physical space that they see every day. Um, Vision boards can be whatever you want it to be. And what I've found works for me and what I did in 2020 was went in my office, gathered up a whole stack of old magazines and books, turned on some really awesome music. I'm an Enneagram 3 and an Enneagram 3 is categorized as someone who is purpose-driven, goal-oriented, self-motivated, and achiever. But one of the things I most love about being described as an Enneagram 3 is their love of music and how music really connects with them and gets them to like this, I don't know, a, a position in the day or a vibe that is just joyful. And that is totally me. But when I was making my vision board, I turned on some really awesome music and the iTunes was spinning the jams, um, which if I listed off all the titles, it would just date me again. But it was all those songs that made me feel so good. And oh, by the way, I'm recording in a different space today. So if you hear like traffic and stuff, it's because I'm in my office and not at home in my closet where I usually record. Um, but when I was making my vision board, I went through, collected all of these old magazines and books. And I started ripping out pages that made me feel a certain way. So some of these pages I ripped out were just beautiful pictures, such as an aerial overhead shot of a beach. It was like a beautiful blue-green water that was crashing out onto a white sand beach. And that colorful image just really made me say, oh, this is beautiful and I want this in 2020. So I cut it out and I set it aside. Another image that I ripped out of the magazine was just a beautiful like background of white subway tile with a dark gray grout, which sounds really weird because I don't really even need a backsplash, but I liked the pattern and I loved the white with black contrast or dark gray. And even though it wasn't necessarily what I was aspiring to in 2020, that pattern and that color scheme spoke to me. So I just ripped it out and I put it aside. I found an image of like two $100 bills in the shape of a heart. And so I ripped that out and I set it aside. And there were other places that in magazines and in books that were just beautiful quotes or words that were written in a beautiful font. And for all of those things that just made me stop and pay attention, I ripped it out and set it in a pile. Once I had that pile pretty full, I went through and I cut out the specific things that were what I wanted to dwell on or really meditate on and bring into my life and manifest, which, okay, let me back up. 
I know, like I started out, I was saying, I'm not very woo-woo. And then I go into talking about manifesting. So what I learned through my first vision board, which I did in 2018, was that just having some of these things like in my physical space and seeing them each day, not that I was like thinking hard or like actively meditating, but just having them in my visual field and seeing those things in 2018 helped me bring them to life. So in 2020, I was way into the vision board and I was already like, yep, this will work if I just stick to it. So now let me continue. I cut out that $100 bill in the shape of a heart. I cut out those buildings that I saw and wanted to manifest into my life in 2020. I cut out those subway tiles. I cut out the plank flooring. And instead of like putting those just like as item one, item two, item three on my vision board, I overlaid them so that the vision board was aesthetically appealing and it used those patterns and colors that I really was drawn to as background elements behind those things that I did want to manifest. If this is really hard to visualize, I'm sorry, but I can post a picture over on Small Minded Podcast on Instagram and Facebook to kind of give you a representation of what that looks like. But what's really cool is that I just hung that vision board up after I made it, and it was behind me in my office. Similar to what I just described, I didn't actively sit there and stare at it for 20 minutes a day. I didn't like pray over it. I didn't meditate each morning and say, I want that $100 in the shape of a heart. I want that $100 in the shape of a heart. It just hung above my desk. I would glance at it. Some days I would just walk past it and not even pay attention, to be honest. But This month, December 2020, when I looked at all the pieces of that vision board, they have all come to life. Maybe not in the way that I originally intended. Maybe not even in my personal life, but every single item on that vision board has come to be better in the past year, which is so odd. So for example, On that vision board, I had three buildings in my downtown of my hometown. And my husband and I have just kind of been looking around, toying with the idea of like investing in some real estate in our downtown. We are seeing a huge revitalization on our Main Street district. It's a historic like 18, 1900s brick buildings, limestone buildings. And in the last like 20 years, it was looking a little bit untaken care of or run down. Not in a negative way, but like it was just, you could see the years were wearing on the buildings. Then in the last few years, a lot of efforts have been taken by the city and by private owners along the Main Street District to tuck point buildings, to reface facades, to like some buildings were taken all the way down to the studs and rebuilt. But what is the result is a really revitalized, buzzing atmosphere down there. And my husband and I are just like, we kind of want to be a part of it. I would like to have a physical space for my building or for my business, excuse me. So in early 2020, I cut out three pictures of three buildings in the downtown that I would potentially be interested in for purchase and putting my business inside. Now, when I look at those buildings, my husband and I have not bought any buildings this year, but each of those three buildings have been purchased by someone or they have been leased instead of being empty like they were at the beginning of 2019. One is actively occupied. Another one is undergoing revitalization by a new owner. And a third one has a lot of talk around it. So 
all three of these buildings in some way, shape, or form are having life and energy around them. Even though they're not mine and I can't take credit for any of it, I just think it's a really cool thing to see how at the beginning of the year it was just this idea and this dream. And now by the end of the year, something is happening like beyond my power, but like things are coming into place. And it's so exciting to see for our town and our community and everybody who is a building owner along Main Street, kudos to you for stepping up, for really doubling down on what you believe our town can do and be and like making things happen. Also for business owners along Main Street, if you're looking to sell, I will give you my phone number after the episode. (laughs) Um, So, okay. Then on my vision board, some other things were like, um, I've been talking about that heart of money because I really wanted to focus on not like making money so much as getting my finances in order. So this year I made it a point to use QuickBooks, understand what a profit and loss sheet was, get my books reconciled before the tax year end meeting. And I really just wanted to be a little bit more um, active and taking care of my finances in a smart way. So that's what the money on my vision board symbolized. When I would see that picture, it would just remind me, oh, I better go in and categorize my QuickBooks transactions, or I better check my bank statement and make sure everything is correct. And what ended the year as a result was that I did do those things. It kept me focused and on track. And then it has also been my best year financially in Molly Knuth Media for a lot of reasons. But I think having that picture of the financials beyond just like making money and hitting a certain revenue goal, it was just taking care of and being smart about financials for the business. So whatever you put on your vision board, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to come to be in the way that you intend when you put it on the vision board. But it may manifest in other ways throughout the year. But when you look back, it's interesting to see where it started from and the journey that you were on that year and how all of these things made up a big portion of your life for the past 12 months. So vision boards, hugely helpful, a little bit woo-woo, but I promise just like try it out, give it a shot, don't shoot down the idea without trying it, and let me know what you think. Okay, the second thing I do each year, which I I shouldn't say each year, this is only going to be my third year of doing this, is picking a word of the year. So back in late 2018, our daughter had a pretty significant health issue, which I've talked about on previous episodes. But what resulted was a lengthy hospital stay. And then our lives kind of shifted for four months. It was just like we were in a constant state of change. And what our life was like before her health issue life was totally different and we saw it with a different set of eyes afterwards. So in late 2018, beginning of 2019, I like doubled down on personal growth. I got all the books. I signed up for Mastermind. I got the Cultivate What Matters goal planner for the year. And I just doubled down on setting goals and working to hit those goals. And I didn't pick one or two. No, no, no. I picked 10. (laughs) And if you guys know, or if you have experience in setting goals, like you can't have 10 goals at a time because then you're just like all over the place. So along with that, I also tried out this concept of picking a word of the year for the first time in 2019. In 2019, I just chose the word flourish. 
because after what we had gone through in 2018, I wanted to have a huge comeback year in 2019. And I wanted to grow and be better in every way. So my goals were like personal. They were for my fitness. There were goals for family time. There were goals for what I wanted to do in my home. There were goals for what I wanted my business revenue to be. And I wanted to flourish in all of those areas. So that's why I picked that word. Now, 2019 was very ambitious. I tried a lot of things. Didn't hit all the goals that I had set out to, which makes sense because I had 10 goals in the span of 12 months. (laughs) So then in 2020, when we started last year in January, I chose the word joy because I really wanted to, instead of focusing on achieving in 2020, like I had in 2019 with the flourish word, in 2020, I wanted to focus on seeing joy in everything that I did. And as you guys all know, 2020 was like at points hard to find joy. But when I look back, I totally can see joy around me, even if I didn't experience it in the moment. Now, I already revealed myself as an Enneagram 3. And if you guys don't know anything about Enneagram, I can drop that in the show notes too to kind of get you as a starter guide. But as an Enneagram 3, I am categorized as an achiever, someone who is constantly pushing for the next best thing. I'm always working towards a goal or trying to hit that next step on the staircase or reach that next rung in the ladder, whatever your metaphor of choice is. And so that like constant struggle to achieve is like not something that I do consciously. It's just like a subconscious habit where I'm always pushing for more. And so I can be like kind of not absent, but I can like be looking so far into the future that I miss out on the everyday. And what I wanted to do in 2020 with the word joy was be really focused and present and seeing all the joy that was surrounding me already and not attributing all the joy to the next achievement that I had in my life. So in 2020, Joy actually ended up being a very fitting word because even in those dark depths of March, when we weren't sure what was happening with this pandemic and when we were in quarantine and we couldn't leave the house, we couldn't see our family members, I was still like brought back to the present by thinking about that word joy. And even when I would like be just reading a book, like all of a sudden the word joy would pop out and like hit me in the face. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, joy. And it happened a lot where I would just be like looking through something every day. And then all of a sudden the word joy would be shown to me. It was a very fitting word for 2020. For 2021, I am going in. I'm not committed to this yet, but I am going in with the idea that my word is going to be gentle because for the past few years, probably the last four years, I have pushed so hard. And I'm, as you already know, I'm always setting goals and I'm working and pushing myself to the like brink to get those goals done and to really meet the needs of everybody else. And so in 2021, I want to still be able to do those things, but take a gentler approach. I don't know exactly how that's going to look yet, but that's what I'm thinking. To be continued. Let me know what your word is. Um, I'll put something out on social media on at Small Minded Podcast on Instagram and Facebook so you guys can tell me what your word of the year will be too. So those are the things that have worked for me at a yearly standpoint. Like I said, I've been doing some of those things for the past few years now and that's what sticks. What I've tried also is like mid-year or quarterly, like writing down on a big piece of paper and I have like 
I can't remember how I didn't purchase it, but I think I inherited it somehow. It was just like a big piece of like poster paper that had like a post-it like sticky stripe on the top so I could hang it on my wall. And what I would do then is like mid-year, I would write down a few goals and then just put it on my wall, similar to the vision board where I have the visuals of the things I want to achieve. But then on those poster papers, I have written out specific SMART goals that break down my big visions into smaller, more attainable pieces. So for example, I knew at the beginning of 2020 that I wanted to start a podcast this year. And when I didn't have it written down specifically and it was just an image on my vision board, I wasn't stuck to a timeline and I could just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. But I didn't know exactly when I was going to try it out. So what I did mid-year was got that poster paper out and I wrote down small steps to get me to kick off that podcast. So I wrote down like in June, learn how to start a podcast. (laughs) And I took a podcast workshop. And then in July, it was like, get my logo finalized. In August, it was record my first episode, select music, get my account set up. And then we recorded the first episode, did the editing. And then in September, it was the launch. So it helped. I only had a couple month turnaround once I actually put pen to paper and gave myself timelines and smaller action steps. It was just this concept on a vision board in those first six months of 2020. I didn't do shit, you guys. So it was just like a beautiful dream. But once I got serious and wrote out the steps and I made it manageable, that's when I could really see progress. So when you have these big dreams and big goals for the year, it can be something to aspire to, but it can also really be like this, what's the word I'm looking for? Like this just idea that we will get to someday and we keep kicking the can down the road because someday is tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow until we get to the end of the year and we've not made any progress to that thing that we thought we really wanted. So what you have to do sometimes with these goals, whether they are starting a podcast or starting a business or limiting your screen time or um, getting to a financial savings number or reaching a number on a scale, whatever your goal is, instead of just having this number or this big vision, what's sometimes more helpful is breaking that down and putting it on paper how you are going to get to that. So you can break that down in a variety of ways. What I did was broke it down by month, and then I had smaller action steps that I would complete that month. And I broke that big project down into smaller steps. You can do the same thing if it's a weight loss program or if it's writing a book, whatever that thing is. Give yourself smaller chunks to accomplish. Give yourself time frames so that it seems more manageable. You can break it into smaller pieces. And once you get a few of those smaller pieces completed, you'll have built up some momentum for yourself. And then it will give you that continued energy to see it through. For example, a lot of the businesses that come to me for my social media help in Molly Knuth Media, they see social media as this big abstract, that was the word I was looking for, abstract. They see it as this big step. And To do social media, they need to have graphics and they need to have video and they need to have headshot and they need to know how to write and they need to understand Facebook ads and they need to know what's that new Instagram Reels thing. And so very quickly, you can get overwhelmed with all the things you should have and you should do. 
and you can get paralyzed instead of taking a small action step forward. What I try to help these businesses realize is that you don't need to have all the answers to all the things to get going. You just need to have some small pieces of the puzzle and begin taking small steps. So if you're a business who wants to improve your social media presence in 2021, start small. Pick one platform that you want to focus on. Then commit to doing one post a week consistently or one story a week or creating one graphic or making one video and build slowly as you go. By picking one platform, committing to one thing a week, it makes it more manageable than if you're saying, well, I'm going to do social media better in 2021. I'm going to gain a million followers. Give yourself smaller, more manageable steps so that you're more likely to achieve those first steps. You'll get momentum. You'll get experience. You'll gain the skills and efficiency that you need to make bigger steps down the road. Okay, so those are the things that have worked for me in the past. And I know that everyone operates differently. Not everybody has an Enneagram 3. Not everybody has the same goals or resources or skill sets. And so we all have very different ideas of what our resolutions will be in 2021. But what I hope you take away from this episode in particular is that there are a few things you can do to help set you up for those things you want to accomplish. And I don't say this to be like a personal development guru or even like somebody to like emulate. I'm not saying that. I've tried things. I've found what works for me. And I hope that by hearing what I do, whether it's the vision board or the word of the year or the breaking things down into small steps, I hope maybe one of those things will resonate with you and you can Try that out as you think ahead to what you want this new year to be for you, for your town, for your business, for your family. And if you have anything that has worked for you in the past for setting or achieving goals, I would love to hear it. You can connect with us at Small Minded Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. I personally am taking a bit of a break from social media this last week of the year. I'm sure I say that now and I'll still be active. I'm recording this right before Christmas. So I'm sure next week I will be online, but I'm trying to do a bit of a like set time frame where I check in and then I'm going to be off social and kind of disconnected for the rest of the day. So that's what I'm trying to do. Um, Easier said than done around here. But I hope to hear from you what you're doing in 2021, what your resolutions are, what are the steps you're taking to get to those resolutions. And If you have any questions, you can always refer to the show notes over at mollyknuthmedia.com. And I will talk to you next week with our very first episode of 2021. I hope you all have a fantastic holidays and I will talk to you soon. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast 
or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small-minded.